morning, everybody. What a hot day it is today and yesterday. Thank God, because last week was a little chilly for me. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. I'm very excited to be here on this gorgeous Erev Shabbos Friday morning. We've got a beautiful weekend coming up. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum, Nachum Siegel Network. And our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glut Emporium of Cedarhurst, a unique and full shopping kosher destination experience. I am joined in the studio by Executive Assistant Avrami. People always say, who are you talking to? Who's who's this Avrami guy? So I said, you know what? All the other DJs, (laughs) I should say, uh, uh, hosts, um, always introduce Avrami. So Avrami, a big hello to you, and thank you always for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Um, So thank you very much. And, you know, we get to eat and drink together in the studio here, which we're – we always enjoy uh, when we do our shows together, Table for Two. So um, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for food. I love to cook it. I love to eat it. I love to eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet, and I give cooking classes, and I cook for people, for Shabbos, for Yonta, for Pesach. Whenever you, whenever you don't feel like cooking, I am your gal. And I hope that you will tune in and hear about my cooking adventures and my kosher traveling. And again, I'm going to share great food ideas and recipes with you each week. So I hope that you will, um, you know, join in and, and tune in and listen to me. Um, I also want to just let you know that this can be a conversation. So if you have a recipe you want me to look up for you or share with you, or you've had a really great restaurant or shopping experience, I'm sorry, shopping experience, why don't you... Uh, Send me an email to uh, Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. Um, and then, you know, we can, we can share. I have a shout out to a listener who gave me a, dropped me in a line yesterday. Um, her name is Lorraine Basic and she's from Virginia. So thank you to the listeners in Virginia. I really appreciate that you let me know that you are listening out there. So uh, if you're out there and you want to give us a shout out, you know, we'll give you a shout out right back. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, on uh, the Aussie Gourmet, Instagram, where I send tons of great pictures of food that I've eaten or food that I've met, not food that I've eaten, food that I'm about to eat in a restaurant. That sounds a little better. Or on Twitter. Um, or you can join my newsletter through my website, um, theaussiegourmet.com. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I've got two amazing guests that I'm going to have today in, uh, that I have actually right here in the studio with me right now. We all managed to get here on this gorgeous Friday. Um, I have Alan Broner from Jack Sausages and I have Howie Klagsburn from Gourmet Glut, who I had to tear away from his very, very busy store um, in Cedarhurst. So thank you so, so much for coming in and we will just talk to them in a couple of minutes. Um, just quick thing about my food adventures that I had this week. Um, Went to eat with my mother-in-law. Big shout-out to you, Susie Nachman. Um, we went to a restaurant in Kew Gardens. I've actually, my in-laws live there. My mother-in-law lives there. And, um, you know, we we're always, usually meet in Kew Garden Hills where they have some great restaurants. But this time I said, let's go to Kew Gardens. It was actually on Memorial Day on the Monday. And, you know, I, I have this uh, great GPS program. It's called Kosher GPS. I turned it on. And it scans all the kosher restaurants. In fact, they're coming in next week. The guy who runs the app is going to come in next week and he's going to talk to, talk to us a little bit more how we got to this and creating this wonderful app. But we found a restaurant called Yama Kosher Sushi. It is amazing and really, really cheap, which is what I liked, and delicious. They had like 
something that you would find in a fancy upscale Manhattan restaurant for $35 a plate, I got for like $12. It was really delicious uh, sushi. So I just want to give them a big shout out. They are Yama Kosher Sushi and they are at 8163 Leffords Boulevard in Kew Gardens. I think they have a website, kosheryamatsushi.us. So uh, go check them out for some great fresh sushi. And I also ate at a Hoover's Grill. Let me tell you, they are in, I, I believe, Hewlett um, on the corner of Mill Road and Peninsula in that little shopping centre. Absolutely fantastic food. Fresh, fresh, fresh. And they had, I just want to give their Yemenite soup the biggest shout-out that I can give because it was delicious. You don't even need to order more than that. comes with some big Yemenite bread and some chilbe. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But that was really delicious, and they really took the service was great. They really, really took great care of us. So, you know, if you're looking for a great place to eat on a Sunday night, no matter where you live, you know, I travel to Tina quite often just for a good meal. I know I'm crazy, but you guys all know that I will go anywhere to try some good food. So definitely, you know, wherever you live, from Virginia to Virginia's in the south to Boston in the north. There you go. I'm really American now. I'm, I know my geography. At least I can't say I'm a New Yorker because I know that New Yorkers don't know their geography so well. So from Virginia to Boston, you know, uh, try out a Hoover's Grill. Um, so this week was National Brisket Day. Uh, this week we had National Brisket Day. It was on Tuesday. I thought there was a really bit of interesting information that I found out. You know, who knew that there's food, international food days? So um, what other great way to eat brisket is go find Ari White from Hakadosh Barbecue. He has the best brisket in town. Um, Hakadosh Barbecue is a pop-up barbecue. They travel around, and you know that um, I'm obsessed with them because I think for five weeks in a row I have mentioned them. This week they're going to be in Manhattan at 65th and 72nd Street um, by the Broadway uh, Crafts Festival. But what else is on Sunday? The Israeli Day Parade. So the heaps of restaurants are going to be open on Sunday. Um, so you can, you know, come into the city and have tons of great food. I believe the weather's going to be beautiful also. So don't forget to, uh, you know, check out Ari White and the Hakadosh Barbecue. And we're going to introduce our first guest in a minute. And then between guests, I'm going to just give you some breaking news that Ilan, Ilan Kornbloom from Great Kosher Restaurants Magazine, he sent me an email this morning. He said, don't forget to mention this breaking food news that I've got. So I'm going to ask you to stay tuned and uh, listen up for some great food and restaurant uh, information that he has shared with us this morning. So I'm going to welcome Alan Broner. Dr. Alan Broner, good morning. Good morning, Naomi. Thank you for having me back. Oh, thank you. I just want to tell everyone, Alan was my first guest. Well, When, when, when we started, <laughs> when did we start? Beginning of February? Alan was my first guest. He was the first person I got to welcome on my show, and I couldn't think of anyone better to have. Well, I consider that an honor. Thank you very much. He knows that I really love my food, <laughs> and I really love my sausages. So, Alan, talk to us about your company, Jack's Gourmet Sausages. Well, that's a wide-open I know. Uh, we're wide-open. I've got specifics for you. Don't worry. Uh, like, okay. Well, we're not even three years old yet, and we've already made a tremendous impact on the uh, kosher industry. Uh, we've garnered three awards uh, in in two years. That's fantastic. At Kosher Fest, we've taken first prize in uh, various categories, and uh, we've now introduced a really, really hot item. It's our biggest seller at the moment, and that's our Fakin. Oh, <laughs> everybody knows I love that. <laughs> you know, I wrote an article about it last week. 
Um, in, in my local paper, How Much I Love Bacon. <laughs> oh, wow, that's fantastic. I, I hope you send me the source of that so I can <laughs> put it on a website. Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah, so tell me, how did you get inspired by all this? How did this company come to be just three years ago and came to be so fantastic so quickly? Well, I've been a foodie for a long time. I love to cook. I take all kinds of cooking classes. And uh, actually, there was a cooking class that was being given right in my neighborhood in Crown Heights. And um, I decided to take the class. And I met this interesting fellow called uh, Jack Silverstein. Okay. And uh, for many years, for 28 years, I was a professor at New York University. And I recognized a great teacher. Not only was he a fantastic chef, but he also gave a very inspiring class, very informative. And I appreciated him simply as a teacher until I tasted his food. <laughs> then I appreciated him as a chef. Right. He became a whole person then. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So I decided to take a second class with uh, Jack. And that was uh, – the first class actually was interesting. It was uh, pairing beers to meats. Ooh, and nice. I really don't know much about beer. I'm not a great beer drinker, but I, he really enlightened me. And uh, the second class, actually, was on a subject that I thought that I knew a lot about, and that was pairing wine and cheese. Uh, we had a wine and cheese show here with uh, Jay Booksbaum from Royal Wines well, and Brent yeah. Delman from The Cheese Guy. And that it was a great, great class. And uh, at the end of the class, uh, my wife and I and Jack finished off uh, some of the bottles that were yet unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happens? Yeah. You know what happens when you uh, drink a lot. Uh, your uh, lips uh, start to flap a little bit. And uh, here I was challenging a professional chef, a graduate of uh, CIA. Oh, really? I did not know that about. Oh, about yes, that yes. Jack. I I challenged him to a jerk chicken throwdown. Oh, can you imagine? Mm-mm. And we actually did it. There were about uh, thirty people came to my uh, house, so we did it on my barbecue. We had three judges. And I won't tell you who won. (laughs) (laughs) It was a tie. It was a tie. But the bottom line is that it it created a friendship. That's really nice. And the two of us started to cook together in my kitchen. And uh, the first thing I asked them to do is teach me how to make pastrami. Right. Because, you know, for the first 30 years of my life, I... I would eat anything as long as it didn't walk off my plate. <laughs> uh, and you became a food snob like me. Well, yes, I did. And as a matter of fact, when I became kosher at the age of 30, um, there were some tastes that were lacking. And one of them was uh, a favorite of mine was pastrami. Uh-huh. Uh, so I actually forced him. <laughs> <laughs> you will make pastrami. Well, I had to go out and buy a smoker just to say, Jackie, coming over. Uh, of course, we made the corned beef first and then took it to the next level by rubbing it and smoking it and making it into pastrami. And it was just absolutely the best pastrami that I ever ate. And I've been around. I, you know, right. I, I used to go to the places that would win the uh, first place pastrami awards in uh, New York magazine. Right. Wow. So uh, we started serving this to friends, neighbors, um, family, and they said, whoa, what's with you guys? Why don't you start to uh, market this stuff? Um, it was only a German on mine until I started to ask Jack to teach me how to make sausages. And uh, the first two sausages that we made were was a chorizo, mm. which I sorely missed, and a merguez, which is one of my favorites. You see that a lot in um, Israeli restaurants. Correct. Merguez. It's a Middle Eastern. It's, Moroc- it's a Moroccan sausage. And is it in a casing, which is that? It is in a casing. Which is the wrap, wrapper around the meat? Correct. Correct. Um Traditionally, sausages are made as a, as a raw product in a casing. 
Uh-huh, which you have to cook. Which you then have to cook, yes, correct. Um, what is the problem these days is that the only uh, company that used to make kosher edible casings, uh, a company in Australia, as a matter of fact, um, stopped producing Benny kosher. Benny Jacobs from Australia? No, actually it was uh, – I don't want to mention the company oh, name because okay. I don't know what the liability is. Oh, but okay. However, they, <laughs> they my don't – My friend works for a sausage casing company <laughs> in Australia. There you go. you got a shout out there, Benny. Uh, but the bottom line is that um, – yeah. That uh, they stopped producing kosher about two years ago. Aha, that's so interesting. So now you have to make your own casings? Well, at, we make our um, cooked sausages in a plastic casing. It's cooked in that, and then it's stripped before it, it, it goes into the package. Correct. Um, but traditionally, like getting back to what I was saying, traditionally all of these are raw products that are in casings. Unfortunately, kosher casings are unavailable in the United States. I can't believe that's so crazy. I mean, I know we have something in Australia because casings, we get white sausages in Australia. Well, there are casings that are available on a small basis. You know, they come from uh, sheep, uh, but not, not for natural, <laughs> national distribution like right, we have. Right, yeah, yeah, because you re- literally sell all over the country. Correct. Wow. So, okay, so where do all these flavors get inspired? Where do they all come from? Like, you know, well, who, who, who's the big inspiration behind the... Um, well, behind all the flavors. Jack, for sure, is the major inspiration. There's no question about it. But uh, I come up with ideas also, and we work on it. And uh, when we develop the uh, recipe properly, uh, it goes to market. Uh, these are traditional favorites uh, that were just unavailable uh, in the kosher market. In other words, we don't want to reinvent the, the frankfurter. Right. There's plenty of them out there. Okay, what? Just pause you on that Frankfurter hot dog <laughs> sausage. Okay, let's let's have a little bit of a. What's the difference between all three? Is Frankfurter the generic term for both of them? Like actually, hot dog the, or sausage? Actually, or? the generic term is sausage. Aha. Uh-huh. A Frankfurter is a kind of sausage, which is like known as like the hot dog. Well, it's also known in in America as a hot dog. I don't know what they call a frankfurter in Australia. A frankfurter. Oh, there you go. Or a hot dog. Yeah, a hot dog and is just an American thing. But and you can eat them raw because they're technically cooked. Well, they are cooked. I mean, I don't we know that you them want. Raw. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't comment on that. Because <laughs> they're not really raw. It's kind of like a salami if you think about it. Well, the truth is, our cooked sausage are not raw either. But it's not most palatable eaten cold. <laughs> I mean, I definitely suggest one way or another heating it up, whether it's on the like barbecue. Like kielbasa. Kielbasa you can eat raw. Well, you can. You know, you eat salami raw. and right. it's, it's a kind of sausage also. Uh, it, it's just a matter of ground meat, a certain percentage of fat, and uh, flavorings that go into it. And once you put it into a casing, you call it a sausage. Okay, now a f- uh, okay, so your sausages, and I know the sausages in Australia, I call them the white sausages. Right. Because you have to cook those. You throw them on the barbie. Well, again, ours you don't because they're pre-cooked like a frankfurter would be. Uh-huh. However, we are now coming out with some... Drum roll. Do we have a drum roll? We should have a drum roll. <laughs> We're coming out with a brand new product. Okay. Which is our sausage uncooked. Oh. Okay, now he's making notes so he can get them into Gomeglat. And because there are no casings, what we've decided to do is market them in a patty form. They are going to be quarter pounders, and we're coming out with three of them. Two of them have no nitrites. And I want to repeat that because there's been so many requests by people. You know, I do the tastings in the the supermarkets, and people say, do you have nitrites? And I go, yeah. 
uh, and, and they walk away. Especially if the women are pregnant, that they're veering you off that. I'm not going to get into the whole controversy, uh, uh, controversy. whether or not. Uh, I, I read somewhere online that you'd have to eat like 250 frankfurters to get a uh, a dangerous level of nitrite. Oh, okay. I could eat 250 hot dogs, though. <laughs> Love um, them. However, there has been a big demand. Uh, we listened to our consumers, and we produced it. And now we have our sweet Italian sausage. In a patty form, quarter pounder, there'll be four in a box. So you'll get one pound of our uncooked sausage uh, that can be either grilled or broken into sausage or make a, a meatball out of it or a scotch right. egg. And you've actually got on your website um, cooking demos that you can do with a product. We have videos. Videos. Like uh, but I also, I also want to mention that we, our chorizo is coming out in that same form. And then a really exciting product. <laughs> Our Faken Burger. Oh my God! I okay, know. what? Tell me what the Faken Burger is, because I I have like a lot of things going on in my head. And right, the Faken Burger is actually our Faken product, which everybody loves. Faken, Faken bacon. And, and yep, and it is ground into and part of the all beef patty. So you're taking all beef and you're taking Faken and you're making a mixture. And that's it, and it's ready to grill, <laughs> to eat right off of the grill, or again, you can use it in any number of uh, fashions, limited only by your own imagination how you want to use an uncooked product. We are a little sad that we can't eat them right here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> See, this bottles of wine from last week's wine wine show with uh, Jay Booksbaum. We, unfortunately, we can't cook up sausages here in the studio. Well, I'm sorry about that. I oh, would no. love to serve you some, especially on new burgers. We uh, will find you. Where can we find you giving it your next tasting and your products? Actually, my next tasting is going to be um, at a shop right in uh, Lakewood. New Jersey. Like with New Jersey, okay. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, hmm, I don't know the exact date. It could be June 6th, something like that. It's a Thursday. Okay. So I will be there uh, probably from 1 until 5. Okay, that's so a nice So if event. anybody is in the area and wants to stop by and taste our products, you're welcome. And if you want to buy our products, you're welcome also. And I, at one point, I saw you do a tasting at Costco, so I'm waiting for you to be at Costco. You know. Well, um, Soon. Okay. Okay. I, and I it can't. takes a while to get approved, I know, and to go through the whole process, but I was we're, very excited. We're approved. We're okay. just waiting for that first order to come okay. in. Okay, great. So yeah. hopefully any minute now. So look uh, out for that. Or? I'm anticipating it. Okay. Yeah. But if you can't, if you don't live near any Costco, right. you, can, you know, if you're living in the five towns, we've got uh, Gourmet Glad. Gourmet Glad carries. Where else, where else in the New Jersey, you're selling to New Jersey? We're, you know, I'm not going to try to list them now, but if you go to our website, okay, great. on the upper left-hand corner of our uh, first page on the website, you'll see uh, National Distribution. You click on that, and it'll show you... Where your local supermarket. Right. We're in a number of places in New Jersey. Can you order online as well, if you, you live can. in the middle of nowhere? and Absolutely. We do shipping, and uh, you get it two-day uh, shipping in an insulated box with ice packs so that it arrives just as cold as when we sent it. Do you know that I've shipped from my mu- from Australia, my mother and I put in our suitcases sausages from Australia on a 24-hour plane ride. Oh, well, that'll work. <laughs> and they've stayed frozen. <laughs> they have stayed frozen. Right. Uh, so, yes, we do uh, quite a bit of uh, online sales. Uh, just go to our website, jacksgourmetkosher.com. That's one word, jacksgourmetkosher.com. And, uh, yes, you can order online. And uh, 
considering that in outlining areas there are you know higher prices because people are paying for shipping. Shipping, yeah. When you order from us online, even without shipping, it might end up costing you less than if you were buying it in a local store in Iowa, for example. Okay. <laughs> if it was available in Iowa. Right. <laughs> That's so cool. I love love sausages. What's the be- what's your favorite? I know they always say, oh, they're all my best. Well, they're all my babies. I can't pick one out. You know, what's your favorite? I happen to be a pepperhead. I mean, I I, I grow my own. Uh, Habaneros. That's okay, what I, a pepperhead is. Tell, please explain to all the listeners oh, what a pepperhead is. I really enjoy hot food. I, I've rarely had any food that was too hot for me to eat. Like I say, I, I make my own salsa from habaneros, which is the hottest pepper that we have in the Western Hemisphere. My lips are throbbing as we speak. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't eat something that's going to make my right. mouth burn for hours. So, so my favorite, if I had to pick one, would be the chorizo. I mean, it's got a good kick to it. There's no question about it. And if you take our salami, our spicy salami, and you dry it, I mean, I hang it in my uh, well, yeah, garage. How do we do that? I, I see people, I, it's very American. I walk into people's houses, and there's like sausages like dangling from the kitchen cabinets. Exactly. Like, well, you should put it in a place that's, you know, cool. Uh, but once you uh, just get it out of the package and just hang it up, you leave it there for a couple of weeks, and it, you'll notice it shrink. Uh, our salami is not going to shrink that much because it's not loaded with water like other salamis. Right. You're getting a real product when you buy from you guys. Absolutely. And, and it really intensifies the flavor when that salami becomes hard. And, and it you'd... doesn't spoil. No, it does not spoil. Uh, again, keep it in a cool place. Uh, I usually do this, you know, in the wintertime in my garage, it'll be about 50 degrees and that's just about perfect uh, temperature. Uh, I wouldn't do it in the hot room. Right. Like maybe like the kitchen. Right. So um, when you slice that up, it, it really has an intense uh, – that, that one has not only the fennel but the black pepper, and it almost tastes like a pepperoni, although a pepperoni would be a red pepper as opposed to a black pepper. Cool. Yeah. Really interesting. So I like so much the kosher world. Well, you know, our bacon especially has transformed uh, many of the recipes that you would normally pass by because it has – you know, a bacon product in there or bacon fat, you don't have to pass those recipes anymore. I see a lot of um, asparagus wrapped in bacon in some of the cookie magazines. Well, so. let me give you a really, really simple recipe okay. that you could use. So let's do the what's for dinner segment. <laughs> I, I, I told Alan I have a segment um, every week called what's for dinner. It's dedicated to my daughter Eliana Nachman because every day at between three and four I get a text, what's for dinner. So that's when I share a food tip or a food recipe. So... This is for you, Eliana, who loves, loves sausages. Well, th- actually, this is not a sausage recipe. I'll, okay. give you, I'll give you one that's even simpler than that. And okay. If you go to our website, you'll see that there is a link on the first page for Cooking with Jack. Okay. We have yes. five videos. They're very, very well-produced I, I did. I watched them last night. They were excellent. And there's one that's really so simple, and I happen to love it. You take a chicken breast, cut it into nice chunk size bite, you know, biteable bite pieces. Size pieces. And yep. you marinate it in your favorite, uh, barbecue sauce, either mm-hmm. for a few hours or overnight in your refrigerator. Uh, and then after it's marinated, you wrap it in a slice of bacon and just hold it together with a toothpick, put it into your, you know, oven, bake it until it's done. And oh, it's just scrummy. Yummy. Oh God. <laughs> so we've got a little bite sized piece of chicken. Right, and then we're taking a strip of some of the delicious bacon, 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 wrapping it around after it's been marinated. After yeah. uh, after the chicken's been marinated, right. right, of course. And then, but the the bacon, we just open up the package, 
Peel Correct. a piece off. Exactly. Wrap it around the marinated chicken. Toothpick goes through on a baking sheet, maybe lined with parchment paper. In the oven, Simple 350, 10 minutes. That's it. As soon as, you, as soon as you know that your chicken is ready to go, it's ready to eat. Oh my. So about 20 minutes because the chicken is raw. Right. Delicious. Okay, wow. <laughs> I always say this every time we talk about food on the show, which is like every week. I'm so hungry and it's 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. If, if you want to know uh, a very simple way of using our sausage, you see, most people think that you just take a sausage, put it on a bun with a topping. Uh, that's one great that's way of great eating way. it. That's great way, yum. But then, you know, it, you might think that it's uh, too much to eat, you know, too fattening for whatever the reasons. Um, you can really stretch uh, our products uh, by slicing it into your favorite soup. Yeah. I, I, someone you, did a recipe. Melinda. Correct. Melinda Strauss from right. Kitchen Tested Dot. Kitchen Dash She's a great com. fan of ours, and we love yes. her too. There's a no question. A big shout out to you, Melinda. Um, yeah, so she has a recipe with with your things chopped up in it. You can make a dinner in five minutes. You can buy any one of those soups that comes in a box. You know, you can oh, find, oh, okay. put a sodium. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you can get the sodium free ones. Also. Uh, yeah, that's they're coming out now. Yes. However, yes. You, let's just take a uh, a corn soup. A corn soup. Oh, you know, Gourmet Glut sells amazing soups. Uh-huh. Well. Butternut squash soup with what that you can buy in the store from Chapanash and throw in some of your sausages. You could take, absolutely, you can take one of a corn soup, drop a can of corn into it, slice in our borvros, because mm. borvros mm. and corn is like, you know, perfect combination. You could take a uh, black bean soup, pour some black beans into it, chop in our chorizos, uh, so they become like croutons almost. Well, what it does is it stretches it so that you can feed a family of four, you know, on a box uh, right. of soup. And it's, it's ready in five minutes. Right. As soon as it heats up, it's, go- it's ready to go. And a family of foodies such as mine or a family of, you know, teenage children appreciate the extra flavor that's in the soup. Well, there's no question about it. And, and, it, and you're stretching it to go a, a much further distance for your pocketbook, etc. Right. Thank you so much. This has been, like, great. <laughs> I've always wanted to, you know, pin you down here and talk more about, you know, your, your product. We're always on the fly when we come to the tastings and the kosher food show. So it's nice to have you well, here in person. Well, it's always a pleasure, and especially being here in the studio. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's Nahum, a lot better than over the phone. Nachum and... Siegel Studio right here on the Lower East Side. This is right. Table for Two and on, on Nachum Siegel Studio uh, on, on his network, and we're really excited that you got to be here. Um, we have one more thing from Alan. Well, I would have liked to bring a grill and cook you up some food, but uh, considering the limitations of the studio, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, instead I brought you a, a gift for having me on. <gasps> Thank you. Um, I, I hope you uh, will enjoy this gift. It's a uh, Jack's Gourmet baseball cap with our uh, logo emblazoned on it and an apron, uh, a, quite a nice apron actually, uh, matching uh, black, if that's our I've, I've seen you, you have a matching one too, right? Right, I've seen oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, these will become available on our website okay, cute. very shortly, hopefully, and I hope you enjoy using it. Thank you, and I barbecue like probably every other day. I barbecued last night too. <laughs> well, you know, we've entered the barbecue season officially with uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, this is This is the official barbecue season, but you know, I have to tell you, I barbecue four seasons out of the year. I mean, the snow would have to be really high for me not to get to the barbecue. I barbecue in the blizzard. I have shoveled my back steps from my kitchen down to the yard. I've shoveled a little (laughs) path to my, to my barbecue and I barbecued in the blizzard. It breaks up the day on a, on a, on a uh, blizzard day. I've gone to Gourmet Glut 
and on a, on in, they were open in a blizzard two winters ago. We had this crazy winter. Remember, we had a blizzard oh, yes. after blizzard. I managed to get my Honda Odyssey down there where I saw all the <laughs> fancy SUVs slipping and sliding. My Honda Odyssey made it into the Gourmet Club parking lot. I loaded up on hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken wings because they're always stocked with everything. I went back to my house, and for some reason, all the neighborhood kids converged on my house. Maybe a bulk email went out from my children that mummy's barbecuing. And I literally barbecued in the snow. It was fantastic. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, look for our uh, new products in the freezer section. Uh, I'm hoping that Gourmet Glad is going to be carrying our... Oh, uh, he's he's been busy (laughs) taking notes, our Howie, over there. Um, So thank you for coming. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, and our show is sponsored by Gourmet Glad of Cedarhurst. Um, Howie from... uh, Howie Klegsbrun from... uh, um, Gomeglad is going to join us in a minute. I just wanted to share some breaking news that I mentioned earlier from Alan Kornblum. He is the CEO. The um, the he started this wonderful magazine now website, Great Kosher Restaurant Magazine, um, and he has sent me an email uh, this morning because he knows I leave early in the morning to get here. Um, so he wanted me to share this with all the listeners. Solo, remember Solo, one of the first, most fanciest, I know I didn't say that so uh, well, my grammar was not so good there. Um, they were one of the first exclusive fancy kosher restaurants and they have just turned milchik. They have gone dairy. So they are in 55th and Madison in the Sony building. So no more fleshics there. They are dairy and right next door is Pizza de Solo. Went there with my kids and had amazing pizza. Um, they've uh, Another announcement he'd once me to share with you is the dinner and dialogue series with Jew in the City at J Soho and T Fusion. That um, that was uh, there were two successful dinners that they had there about last week and the week before. Um, and there uh, you want to more speakers will be following, so you can follow all that information of who the next speaker is and where it is on the Great Kosher Restaurants Magazine's website. Um, there's going to be a food truck called Sizzle Sticks opening in the Catskills this summer at the Four Corner Route 42. I thought that was really uh, interesting. Uh, I used to go to the country um, for the summers, so uh, they will be at the. Uh, they rented the garage. It used to be Yitz's Auto Body, and they're converging it to a sit-down, trendy garage restaurant. So uh, you should check that out. Texas-style pulled barbecue sandwiches, homemade jalapeno pastrami burgers. And foot-long hot dogs smothered in five-alarm chili. Mm-mm. So we just were talking about barbecue stuff. So you'll be able to get that up in the Catskills. Um, Pitotopia is going to have its second annual falafel eating competition. Um, the first prize will be a mini iPad. That's uh, Sunday, June 2nd at 5 p.m. So after the parade, I guess you make your way down there. And then, of course, we've got the Long Island Barbecue Competition, which is going to be Sunday, July 9th. Um, Elan Kornblum is going to be there as a judge. Um, I've also been asked to be a judge of the booths and decorating the, um, you know, the coming up with, you know, all the guys come up with cool names. I think, uh, Five Books of Moses and, uh, I can't remember some of the other names they shared with us last week. Uh, we had Marvin Rembo in last week and he's the chairman of the, uh, Long Island barbecue competition. So we're, I'm going to be going to that. Um, that is on July 9th out in Westbury. Um, Fish Plate opened in Cedarhurst. I spoke about them last week. Everybody knows I love them. Um, really fantastic food at 140 Cedarhurst Avenue. And Masago Asian Restaurant, um, which was at the old, um, I think, uh, 
restaurant, um, one of the uh, steakhouses used to be there, which has now moved. Um, so they are taken over. It's, um, you know, we're going to be like Asian themed. And then Shock Ice Cream in West Hampton Beach is now under kosher supervision of the West Hampton Synagogue um, Beach. Uh, so they're now becoming kosher. So that was very exciting news for all the um, people that go out to the Hamptons. And in Toronto, Ben and Izzy's is opening up. So um, everyone's very excited about having a new restaurant in Toronto and, of course, in San Diego, The Grill. So uh, that's really exciting. A whole bunch of new restaurants have opened up, some in my neighbourhood and maybe some of yours in Toronto or San Diego. So I hope to see everybody at the Israeli Day Parade. I believe Nahum is having a booth there, Avrami. He's given me the nod. Yep, we're having a booth. Um, so uh, stop by if you're one of our listeners and say hello. Uh, he's getting his mic. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be there. The, the booth is going to be set up on 5th Avenue between 67th and 68th Street from 11.30 a.m. until 2 p.m. Uh, they'll be broadcasting, and uh, that information is on the homepage of the Nahum Siegel Network in case anybody uh, didn't get it or wants to take it down. All the information is there. So please stop by, say hello. I'll be there at some point. I'm going to be marching with my kids' school, uh, Halb, so I'm very excited to Second time I'm going to be marching. I enjoyed it last year so much. I'm going to do it again. Um, so I uh, hope that the weather will not be too hot, but uh, I will definitely ch- be going out to eat afterwards. I've got to find a great restaurant uh, close by to the parade. I probably end up going to the Hakodash Barbecue uh, food truck. So that's very exciting. So I'd like to welcome my second guest. Um, I've got Howie Clags- Clagsbrun here from Gormeglad. I ripped him out. This morning, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Okay, how could I not? My my fantastic sponsors, uh, Gourmet Glad has been very supportive of me from from when I started my business about eight years ago. Walk around up up and down the aisles in Gourmet Glad, and I love my shopping experience there. And when I came to you telling you about my show, you guys were so excited for me. So you know, it's definitely a mutual admiration. Oh, we're glad to be here and glad to uh, have you as a customer in the store. Oh, thank you, thank you. And you make it so easy for us to to be to 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 want to shop there. Like when I think about, oh my God, I've got to run out and do shopping. You know, there's there's a tremendous amount of uh, work that goes into that. Yes. In, in that, um, when laying out the store, when we, when we redid the store, a huge amount of forethought went into where to put everything, how wide to make the aisles. How much turn space do you need on a cart? How many uh, carts could the aisle accommodate at one time? Can you pass? Can't you pass? We also put, I mean, to the extent that, you know, consumers don't realize as they walk the store with the ease that we've created in the store today where we block the aisles as we call it, where things are set up by department as opposed to linear feet. You don't need to back up. You don't miss things. Things are together as a group. When you're thinking about challah, Right in that same spot, you're going to find sugar flour, uh, challah pans. You'll you'll find your uh, sesame seeds, poppy seeds, yeast. They're all right there. But you have your, like a baking center. Right, like a exactly. baking center where you're right. not going, you know, sesame seeds is on aisle number one and the flour that you need is on aisle number 14. So. Right, right. Right, so there's obviously you have you try to make things by aisle, but even within the aisle, it's it's really grouping things together. And if the pie shells should be together with the pie filling and the pumpkin <laughs> pie filling as well, there's so many things that go into it. And uh, having had the opportunity to to really leave my fingerprint on the store, in uh, in that 
having traveled so much of the United States, being in the food business for so many years, right. have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, <laughs> and it can be ugly and, in a yeah. kosher supermarket. <laughs> there, there are so many things that I said I'm not going to repeat. There are so many things that I said we can't have this, that, or the other thing. And therefore, putting the, aisle, the aisles together really uh, took a lot of planning. And, and some things literally uh, we laid it out on big spreadsheets and just – moving things around. It was just fantastic. It was a great experience and I'm glad I had the chance to do it. No, it's really wonderful as as a shopper there and as a, like a professional food shopper because I do shop for other people as well when I cook for them. And, you know, I, I basically know where everything is in the head. I could actually work for you. People think when I walk around with my lists um, that I actually shopping for people. I'm like, this is my list. <laughs> I could work for you because I really know where everything is. It's very unusual when I can't find something. But if I can't find something, I turn around. There's one of you guys there. Every aisle has a has a specific guy. Um, aisle managers, right? Aisle managers, and and Hilarious. you know one of the things that uh, we learned in I learned years ago in the industry is something called category management. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, to to whatever small degree we have category management in one store, I've seen it across major major chains in the United States, uh, right. two thousand twenty five hundred stores. But you could have category management within within one building within one store, and that it's each guy yeah. knows exactly in that aisle. That he's the go-to guy. I don't need to know if he has an extra case of clean peaches downstairs in the basement. He needs to know that. Right. Um, he, he, each of these guys will know exactly how many of them move. Yes, we can manage this from computer reports, but the computer reports only go so far. Right. It's, it's the management of the guy who packs it out, who knows. He just, he touches it all day long. He, he, he knows exactly which day he's gonna sell more. Literally, he could tell each of these, any one of these guys in any one of my aisles, be it dairy frozen, it do, doesn't matter what aisle, they could tell you the exact consumer pattern. And, um, some of these guys have been with us for a good many years. Right. A lot of them are there longer than I am. And, um, uh, they know the seasonality. And, uh, it's just fantastic to have such a great, great crew and, and the ownership of the store is great in that they give me the opportunity to have the manpower on the floor, which really speaks volumes to the consumer. Yes. That you yes. don't, there's no such thing as walking in the store and there's no guys around. How many times have I heard it from customers in other stores? There's no one to ask a question to. Right. Every single aisle has someone standing in the aisle packing out unless they're bringing merchandise up from downstairs, in which case there's always some manager walking the floor as well. So yeah, no I, one's ever lost. I find like on a Thursday when you're really busy, you don't feel that it's so busy by the aisles by checkout because you've got guys unloading the grocery carts, make it go smoother. You got, of course, you got the people that pack the ones that's, you know, uh, been, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, rung up. Right. Rung right. up. Is that? Right. Because I think in the old days, they literally used to ring them up. You used to push in a button, push right. in the buttons and then turn a thing and it would like ring, have a ringing sound. Right. But now it's scanned through, I should say. So once it's scanned, you scan it through, get, you know, someone else packs it for you. Someone else is unloading your cart. If you needed to, someone I think takes it out for you to your car if you're. We, we do that. We, we have a walkout service. So yeah. Someone needs it. I know. When I was like nine months pregnant and I could not walk, your guys, like, they didn't even have to ask. Right. <laughs> they were like they're really fantastic. super. Yeah, they're really super. And the guys that are. Even the fact that you've got, I think, one guy who just cleans up the, the wagons in the parking lot. I have, we actually have, uh, we have two guys that do that. We rotate them, uh, and, and yeah, if they see someone struggling, they'll stop what they're doing and help someone, uh, unload their cart, help them with the, you know, watching a child in the cart while they're going around to open the other door and whatnot. So, yeah, we, we have great people. It's a great, great staff, and, uh, I love all of them. And you know, like also the one stop shop. 
I remember used to, when I first moved to the neighborhood, I would have to go to Schwartz's for my herring. Then I have to go to Zomix for my challah. Now I make challah. But I used to go to Zomix for my challah. Um, then I'd have to go make, up, go make up for my shopping. I would, I literally be spending eight hours Friday or Thursday just running around getting stuff. Now I just go to one store. I get flowers there. It was actually, it was actually a genius move. Um, they did that before I came to the Whose store. Whose idea was that? The new owners? It, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was before I came to the store. Um, and, and I've seen, so many chains, uh, even independent stores, but chains as well, they struggle with those, what we call store perimeter. There's a center store, which is your, basically your grocery aisles, and then what we call store perimeter, which are the perishable or the, um, the concession, what we have as concessions, but each of the departments, your deli, your dairy, uh, uh, appy, fish, sushi, and so on. Appy, what's appy? Uh, appy is appetizing. Appetizer. Appetizer. For, for the sorry. people that aren't in, you know, not everyone is in the supermarket business. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, we're breaking it down. Right. Even for me. <laughs> to share. Different uh, stores have different names for them, but uh, we actually, buy, in our store, it's not just the Appy department, it's, uh, you know, it would be uh, Schwartz's uh, and, and so on. So what they did was they, they they reached out to, instead of running their own and finding the right chef and finding the right management and the right uh, uh, personnel to manage and cook and so on, they took people, who, this was their business, this was their life. Chapanash, they are... They are a takeout uh, right, a company, right. a takeout business. Yeah, they've been doing this for so many years, and they have Chabanash in Brooklyn also, right? Not affiliated. Oh, not oh affiliated. it's a different no, one. Different oh, that's Habanash. so funny. And um, I thought it was like a, a yeah. yeah, okay. And um, and this is what they do. So instead of struggling with getting a guy to come in and create items and run the kitchen and so on, bring in Chabanash. This is what they do. They do it well. And yeah. they're excellent at it, and let them do what they do and do it well. And um, the synergy between bringing all these uh, you know, simply sushi and bringing in Asis and bringing in Zamets and bringing you bring in big name brands, guys who know what they're doing. Chaim Goldman from Simply Sushi and Robbie Schoenfeld from Os from Aussies, Aussies yeah. and uh, the Schwartz family. I don't know them. That, I, I don't know them. Schwartz, quite. <laughs> Schwartz the Schwartz family. Um, um, I don't know. The uh, Zonix, right? And you have Zonics, Debbie Flowers. Debbie Flowers. People who are big in the industry, who know what they're doing, professionals, top-of-the-line professionals, you got them in the store, and now we have a one-stop shop for a professional from buying a gift for a friend for Shabbos, you're going out to lunch, flowers, to, you know, sushi, to challah, to gourmet Sushi steak. platters are huge. You know, Friday's a big, big time for sushi platters. People either, you know, for themselves, or if they're going somewhere, they'll bring a sushi platter. Uh, the baked goods, uh, there's a, it's great. And, and, you know, too many times I've seen, um, people bring in a manager and they bring in, you know, in, on the other side. I'm only in the retail side of the business for three and a half years. My, my prior experience was on the manufacturing and the distribution side. And I've seen companies bring in executives from other brands that were successful and they bring them into their company and say, okay, fine, now do the same for us. And then they just, they just nitpick the guy to death and don't let him do what he does well. So let, Chapanash do what they do. Let Schwartz do what he does and let each of these departments really excel and give them the opportunity to do it. And the synergy between all the different uh, um, uh, uh, concession partners, as we call them, has been fantastic because not necessarily the guy that went into the customer that walked into Zomix was the same consumer that walked into Simply Sushi or they weren't even thinking about sushi for Shabbos. But you know what? I'm here in the store and I see it and and, and so on. And they're, they're the cut fruit. Uh, the cut fruit's fantastic. Yeah. You know you know what I like also? Big 
big shout out to Elisa Beer. She's a dietitian in the neighbourhood. She's lovely. Um, and she has um, a diet. She co- hooked up with Chapanash, and she has a diet prepackaged dinner that you can buy there. I thought that was a brilliant move, guys. It was, it was great. Like I'm giving you a clap. <laughs> Thank because you. you know what? I make my husband lunch every single day plus three snacks. Yes, I'm a very nice wife. <laughs> <laughs> I literally go to the fridge in the morning, and everything is laid out for him, washed and cut up. And I have either an Elisa B meal or a – okay, so I cheat and I buy things sometimes, but usually gets a nice sandwich. But I'll buy sometimes an Elisa B roll, uh, Elisa B roll from, from Simply Sushi, uh, which is a low-carb roll, um, or something from Simply Sushi, and then I'll buy one of her meals, so, um, cut up fruit. Like sometimes I get crazy busy when I'm cooking for people for Pesach. I don't have time to worry about what my family's going to eat because I'm cooking for everyone else. And I'll just go and buy – you know what I love? The marinated chicken. Mendy, I don't know his last name. Big tall Mendy. Big Mendy, yes. Big Mendy. Hi, Mendy. Big shout out to you. Um, I go to, uh, he makes amazing, amazing, um, marinades and he, he'll come to me and he'll say, can you try this? Who could at home let me know what you think? So you can, you know, if, when you're in a hurry or, if, you know, you're working and you want to give your kids a fresh dinner, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes you don't want to buy chapanash, you want to buy something still from Gome Glat because you're there in the one-stop shop store and, and you're picking, picking up a marinated chicken, a marinated turkey roast, you know, some, some side dishes that, you know, some vegetables that are all cleaned and prepared for you. All you have to do is throw in some seasoning. How about all those skewers that he has now, those, uh, those for the barbecue, they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that 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 category is just just on fire. The gourmet, literally on fire. The yeah. gourmet cuts of meat, the gourmet preparation that you're doing is really outstanding. You know, I I like those. They have these um skewers with um seasoned chopped meat on them. Do you know right. which ones I'm talking sure, about? Sure, sure. Delicious. You know, I can easily do that myself. But you guys just have a a really good balance of flavors, and it's done. And it's reasonably priced. I joke around like it's, it will cost me more to run around up and down the aisles to buy all those items to flavor my own. You know, it's just to grab it from the shelf. Absolutely. You've, you've made it consumer-friendly, budget-friendly. And that's what we really all appreciate as mums and as shoppers um, from Gourmet Club. We, we, we really work hard on, on, uh, on, on think. Uh, how can I put this? I walk around the store. I walk in the store. He's the maestro of the store, of the floor. <laughs> he makes the aisles wide and clean. He's, he, you know, he makes sure that we, we have a, a clean space to work in, right? Like right. We I, have I, a clean space. I, you don't want – sometimes you go to supermarkets and there's junk all over the floor and they've got stuff in the aisles that it's on sale. You don't have that by you. I, I often look at it as um, – I mean, many of us have been to uh, wedding halls before the, before the doors open before the tablecloths are on and the store before it opens that's that's the way i view it and when the bell rings and the store opens the doors are open and let the show begin and the consumers i want them to walk the floor uh, unobstructed by boxes by employees working by uh, anything else that could be and should be going on before or after though <laughs> it's almost impossible because <laughs> I know, the hours I know. are so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, what what time do you open in the morning? Seven, right? Uh, generally seven and then um Thursdays and Fridays at uh, six thirty. Erev Yontif will be six thirty and so on. But you know And you close at like midnight. Erev Yontif. Yeah, midnight and, and then and then we, there's no such thing as we'll we'll tell the customers, okay, it's time to go home. If you're shopping, continue shopping. We literally there there are times our customers in the store till two in the morning. I remember this past year, I mean, it was only like two weeks ago. Um, remember Shavuos went out at like 9.30 at night? Right. right. Guess who was open 9.30 at night on a Thursday night? So the consumers could 
get ready for Shabbos. Right. You were open. Like, right. that's amazing. And, but, but it's not just that we open. We, we're already prepared for that beforehand. Before we right. close, we're closing, having in mind, knowing that well, this has to be ready when we open. And, and, and you know, there's, there's a responsibility on that side. There's also uh, a tremendous responsibilities on the side of the supply line. And, uh, it's, not, it's not just that we're a store and, you know, the, the, the people that own us, actually, they're, they're – I, I don't even know who all the owners are. They're right. a group of investors that own us. They bought us, and they, they put in management into the store to run it and let us exactly like I said before. You're a professional. You do what you know how to do and just make this thing do run it right. well. And that's what we do. They don't get in our way. It's rare. It's rare that I'll ever, ever hear from one of the partners. Um, and the I responsibility. Hope they, to, I hope they call you up and say, "Well done." <laughs> that's you know, what they're I they're great that way. They're really, they're really wonderful. They're very complimentary and so on. And if something has to be said, they'll do it. But it's, it's again, it's rare. And and the responsibility of the supply line. I, I need to know that when you come shopping, you've got everything that you need. It's not just that. You know, some. I don't own the business. I gain nothing if the business does more. If the business does less, it's nothing directly to my pocket. And um, having been in vice president of sales positions before, that's where you want to keep people, focusing on what's the right thing for the customer, what's the right thing for the store, and do the right thing. And for me, we've got to keep you supplied. I don't and, want – And you do. You don't, you don't have to go mm-hmm. to three stores to buy everything and, and – when you have a storm coming in and you know what happens when the when yeah. you know the snow where it hits the forecast yeah. or the hurricane or or those yeah. kind of storms hit the forecast we've had two in our neighborhood in the five towns uh, indeed we have and and um the, we don't run out of merchandise right it's true i'll do so much business in a day in two days i don't run out of merchandise i keep inventory because i want you as a consumer to be able to come and know that what you came for you could bank on the fact you know what I can't get it here. I can't get it. If I go to Gourmet Glen, I'll have everything I need. It's true. That's I, what I, I want. When I, when I first moved here and, you know, I've always, before I started cooking business, you know, I was always very into food. And if I would go to a different supermarket, I would still have to go to Gourmet Glen because that other supermarket didn't carry that item. You as, know, and I, I said, I learned my lesson. Just go to Gourmet Glen. <laughs> as, as the buyer, um, so there's that, there's that fine line that I have to walk in maintaining inventories. Um, I'm also the, the go-to guy. I'm constantly called up front. To, um, to customer service or to meet consumers on the floor because customers come in with a special request. They'll bring me a wrapper from something they saw. I've, people have come in overseas and they bring me back a wrapper. Can you get me this? I'm thinking, uh, I'm not going to France to find a guy that <laughs> supplies this item, right? I could try. If it's available in the United States, I will do my best yeah. to get that item right. in. Right. I've come to you guys before. Right. There are things I can't do. I'm not a milker man, but, uh, but, but we really try and, and, you know, finding a place for it in the store is always an issue and I, I, I have to, I have to look at every item and say, is this marketable? Can I sell this beyond this right. one consumer that wants it? And if, and if I think it isn't, again, it's a decision. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. And right, right, right. So, it, so, these so, are hard things. So what is the hottest item in the store, the most popular, newest trendy uh, trendy item? I remember when I first started doing cooking demos um, for Aussie's Fish, I used a product called Mirren, and it was so obscure. You had like two bottles in the store. This is in 06. Okay. okay so I know you before weren't there. Time. Before your time, I think. I didn't even know it had changed owners. I think the original owners were still there. And, um, you know, you ha- they had it, but, you know, there was like two two bottles. Like, Mirren was hard to find at any supermarket. The marinades. Mirren. So, Mirren. You okay. know that Eden makes it. It's like right. usually in a lot of Asian cooking. It's mm-hmm. like um, 
for those of you who are not familiar with it. It's like a um, Japanese cooking wine, but it's not alcoholic. It goes in a lot of marinades right. and, right. you know, um, a base, you know, like um, a base of a marinade. That's what I would call it. Um, and uh, you guys always have it in stock, and it's become more and more popular. So we've gone past the Mirren. Um, what was another big food phase? I can't remember from the top of my head what, what something that was really hot, like balsamic vinegar. Now that's normal. But 15 years ago, that was not normal. I almost did a dance when I found there was a balsamic vinegar I brought in recently that's pomegranate-infused balsamic vinegar. Mm. Uh, nice with, with Rosh Hashanah. It's very hard to find a hechsha on anything balsamic. They're very hard. Yeah. But I found one with a good hechsha. It's, it's pomegranate-infused balsamic vinegar. And so, it's funny. I have I have my foodies, you know, in the store. and um, You know who you are. I, I know, you know who you are. I know who you are. <laughs> You're the ones that are coming to me with those special requests. And, and um, when I get them, I'll text them. Or sometimes a way of getting a message out in our, our color ads that we run every week. We, they actually hit five... Uh, Five different print mediums as well as our on-site. Ads. Thank you, thank you. A lot of work goes into them, and and um, I have the new item feature of the week. It's a box in that ad, and there are customers that I know I can't reach. I don't necessarily see them in the store. I might not have someone's number. It goes into that box, and that's my way of telling you, look what I found for you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. The new item of the week. So, so that was a biggie, and I found some. Uh, this was a very hard one. Um, uh, raspberry vinegar. Oh, was, my God, that's in so many recipes. And nobody has it. And, and now? And, and customers were asking me for it to the extent that I actually found one online and a, a recipe for one. Yeah. I found it online and I copied it and I laminated it and hung it next to the vinegars in the yeah. aisle so customers would know it's not available. However, if you do this, right. that'll be your end result. And then, and then, Bravo. Uh, about, <laughs> thank you. And about eight months ago, I found a company that had it with a good hersher from California and it, it cost, I think it cost me more to ship. Than it does for the actual product. However, yeah. um, that was that was a great find. And they have lots of nice, interesting things from that company. So I was very excited to find them. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I think you pointed those out to me the other day when we're walking through. We did a walk through right. together, me and right, Howie. Right. Um, yeah. So, so as far as what's hot and, and what's, yeah, what's exciting. what's hot and exciting. The the. You had asked me two different questions okay. you know, prior to going on there. You said, what's what's the number one category in the store and what's hot and news? So the number one category in the store still is um, the yogurt category. It's, yogurt, really? If you, if you notice, we just leave the yogurts in the boxes and customers just take them by the dozen. Just take an entire that's box and that's it. Um, so because I don't eat yogurts. Probably one of the only foods. I, I, I have one guy who stands there all day long. Restocking yogurt, the Chobanis. Yeah, and you know which guy it is. He's there all day long. My daughter likes the M&M. My kids like Chobanis. Right. It's, it's just me. So. Right. And uh, the, when the Chobisrol, um Greek yogurt finally, finally came out, yeah, muscle top on it, that. Uh, right. it was a challenge. And I would send emails that it was in. And, and then it would be out again, and then I'd get a few cases, and then I would just send uh, blast emails to the consumers. And, yeah. and I always tell people, go to our website and <laughs> register for our uh, gourmetglot.com uh, yeah, emails it. because right. a, a you'll get our specials. B if there's a blast email that I need to send out. If there's an item you're looking for, if it's Matt's Munchies Mango, okay, that everybody's looking for, and I can't stock it fast enough. They can't produce it fast enough. Uh, Is that a hot hot new item I'm that, missing out on? I'm hearing for the first time. Matt's Munchies the mango. I mean Matt's Munchies is when it comes in, I'll get in uh, 200 dozen at a shot, and they'll be gone in, in in by the time I turn around, it's gone. Can you save me one packet? I've never seen it. Um, I'm expecting a delivery. God willing, next week. Okay, and I will Howard, save those. He will, I will save, save me one package. package. We go through it. a lot of corn pops. You go through a lot of corn pops. I go through a lot of corn pops. That's a, yeah. I don't know um, why that is. I, I mean, I should read the labeling up because I buy it for my family as snacks. It's got a, it does have a lot less 
junk in it than, you know, a traditional package of 25 cent, you know, hers. Right. That keto, that keto of light corn pop is something that. It's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I bought 30 the other day and I keep them in my husband's closet because I don't want my kids to get to it. <laughs> um, so, you know, he'll, he'll have that as a nush. Right. Um, but the, I know that you sell a lot of corn pops. Right. Um, what else is, is, is super popular? Um, the yogurt category, anything portion control. Yeah, hundred um, calorie. When packs. customers come to me, and manufacturers come to me, and having having spent twenty five years on the manufacturer side of the world, I have consumers coming to me, and uh, uh, manufacturers coming to me, and they show me an item. I look at them and I go, "Why? You know, why are you giving me some new drink? Can you do it in a diet form? I sell twenty to one diet over non diet. Yeah. What, like, what are you thinking? Um, you need to go back to the drawing board and, and, and recreate the product. And, and I've, I've been instrumental in actually in items that are out there in the market that is a product um, um, I was looking for because it just wasn't a vi- Someone made it, and then it was off the market for a long time, and there was nothing with a hersher. You know those big uh, puff wheat? Um, it looks like a, like a much, much bigger uh, rice cake. But it's yeah, flatter, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little wavy. Yeah. There used to be an item out there, a 19 calorie item. It was yeah, called yeah. something, a delicious 19, I think. And then it was off the market. Can't find it. And, and I, I had someone that was constantly, she would constantly bring us new things. She was the one who brought me. Just uh, a consumer. Just a, uh, she was, she was a, mm, she was a consumer, but somehow I don't know how she's involved in, in, in product procurement development or whatever. And she would, can you yeah. get this? Can you carry this? Whatever. And I said, why don't you try to find this item? And she went out and found it, and today it's out there. It's actually, I have uh, my first delivery coming in. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's in my ad this week. It's Pure Bites is the brand, Pure Bites. And um, I think it's like 19 calories per cake. It's really cool to watch if you some of the if you've been in like any of the, the non-kosher stores some of them actually have a machine it's like a pellet they pop in a machine you hear it go pop and it spits out this like looks like a a wheat puff is what, cool. exactly what it is. I'm, I'm definitely going to look out for that. Maybe send me one of those. Okay, well, they're in the store. <laughs> so uh, it was delivered yesterday. So, okay, uh, great. Yeah, we're great. excited about that. We have Howie Clagsbrun all the way from Cedarhurst uh, from Gourmet Lad, our sponsor this month on Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I can't thank you enough for coming in today. I know I know it's very hard on a Friday to, to get out from the store. Um, I know that you're very involved and hands-on. And a big, big thank you to Dr. Alan Broner from Jack's Gourmet Sausages and his gift that he gave me. Um, if you've missed any of my shows or you want to hear my shows or some of the other shows that are on um, Nachum Siegel's uh, network, you can listen online or on your app on your iPhone at nachumsegel.com or download the app. If you have something to share with me, Naomi at nachumsegel.com, whether it's a new restaurant or a bake sale or you just want to share something exciting news, um, I'd be very happy to uh, hear from you. Thank you very much for listening. Stay on and listen to the music produced, uh, not produced, sponsored. That's the word I'm looking for after an hour of talking. Sponsored by Kedem Wines from now right up until Lechbenching. Thank you very much to everyone for tuning in and have a great Shabbos and see you all at the Israeli Day Parade.